Henry Bonsu on Times Radio. Some good news from Colombia. Manuel Diaz, uh, father of the Liverpool midfielder Luis Diaz, has been released 12 days after he was kidnapped by the Colombian guerrillas close to the border with Venezuela, the Colombian guerrillas of ELN. The images of him emerging from a helicopter at an airstrip outside the city of Valledupa in the northeast of the country. They were broadcast on Colombian media. He was flanked by UN officials and two Catholic priests. Um, Manuel Diaz, who's 56, was captured on the 28th of October by a group of armed men on bikes, motorbikes, when he and his wife stopped to buy watermelons at a petrol station near their home in the town of Barancath. Let's speak to John Bonfilio, Latin America correspondent for the Times. John, hello. Hey, Henry. It's important to say that um, uh, his wife, uh, Manuel Diaz's wife, was released on the same day. Uh, but, I mean, people were very worried about uh, this situation the longer it went on, 12 days. But finally it's been released. Um, how did it happen? So it was uh, brokered by the UN, by the United Nations, and by the Catholic Church. The, the fundamentals are that this group that was holding Luis Manuel Diaz that actually wasn't the ELN, oh. or certainly not the centralised ELN. It was a splinter group of the ELN, which is part of what completely complicated uh, the process. And actually, if anybody has brokered the release, it's actually the ELN themselves that have forced this subgroup to uh, to come to the table and to release the individual. So sort of politically and in terms of you know local guerrilla uh, politics. That's, that's really added uh, complexity to the situation. But as you say, one of the reasons why we know it was a big mistake was because, you know, the first clue was the almost immediate release of Luis Diaz's uh, mother. It was definitely not a, a you know, centrally sanctioned uh, kidnap uh, uh, plot. And that's one of the reasons why it's taken so long to achieve, because this, uh, this group, this offshoot, has felt more and more marginalized, more and more islanded and isolated. And they have felt, and we're not at the end of the story yet, they have felt that they are going to be sold down the river if they lose their only asset, their only trump card at the table, which is a figure of Luis Manuel Diaz. So they felt they had to do it through an intermediary or intermediaries, in this case, the UN uh, and the Catholic Church, uh, in order to provide their own safety. But if anybody is going to bring them to book, it's not the Colombian government. It is, uh, and in a situation which is very likely, going to be the National Liberation Army themselves. And the National Liberation Army would punish them for doing such a thing uh, without sanction. And and this is a global story. uh, And we know the tragic history of players sometimes being targeted by gangsters or or, um, rebel leaders in Colombia. So it was a step too far even for the LN. Even for again, this you know, yes, the offshoot of the yeah, ELN is, yeah, again, yeah. because contextually, what we I guess need to remember is that the ELN are actually the last significant standout guerrilla group that have not entered. Well, up until recently, had not entered the peace process, but they they have been involved in it for the last few months and entered into a unilateral ceasefire. So they self declared a ceasefire with the Colombian government as of August. So for this to take place at all was really, really remarkable and surprising. And again, immediately alerted us to the fact that something had gone wrong. And the ELN um, uh, leadership uh, a couple of days ago said that it was a, you know, a big mistake that had, uh, that had taken place. So they, they were left in this area uh, near the border with Venezuela with, with a lot of egg on their face and uh, you know, with a lot of people questioning their authority. So I, I don't really see how, we may never hear of it, but I don't see how the ELN can leave this this thread 
you know, un, yeah. un, uh, untied. I think I know what you mean, so, John. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course... Yeah, Luis Diaz, of course. I mean, a great Liverpool player. This is one of the reasons why the story was so huge. Do you think any money changed hands? I, I definitely don't think money has changed hands. Again, I think this is one of those stories, you know, we see across the media about saying, we don't know who brokered the release. We don't know whether money changed hands. Well, absolutely, we know who brokered the, the, the release. It was the ELN themselves. And we know that no money changed hands at all because it was in everybody's interests for this release to happen. There was no tension. There was no conflict. Nobody at all wanted this to, to escalate or to a, 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 for a detente to ensue. But as you say, Henry, this is you know, in the history, in the long history of, uh, of uh, the, the Colombian uh, difficulties, the troubles, if you like to coin a term, yep, in Colombia. John. This is one of the most high-profile high kidnaps that we have seen. It certainly I- is, John. Thank you very much, John Bonfilio. Winding up there, Latin America correspondent for The Times. Brilliant stuff.